0: Life in Spacetime, Episode 1 Most people know that nothing can travel faster than light, but it's not really about light. Light just happens to travel as fast as anything can travel, and so its speed is the same as the absolute speed limit of our universe. To understand why the universe must have an absolute speed limit, consider the following. Imagine points A and B are 1 kilometer apart, and you decide to walk that distance. At a moderate pace, it might take 20 minutes, because you are walking at 3 kilometers an hour. If you try the same trip again on a bicycle, you could cover the same distance in 5 minutes because you are going at 12 kilometers an hour. If you then try it in your car, you can cover it in 1 minute because you are going 60 kilometers per hour. Then a jet fighter flies overhead at 4,000 kilometers an hour and you can cover the same distance in around 9 tenths of a second. So each time you find a way to go faster between points A and B, the duration of the trip gets shorter. But, if you think about it, There has to be a natural limit to that, because you will eventually reach a speed where the duration of the journey reaches zero. This just can't happen. If you move between points A and B without any time passing, then you would simultaneously be at both points A and B. Indeed, you would simultaneously be at every point between A and B. Indeed, if you are traveling at a speed where no time passes, then you could shoot past point B and be at point C at the same time. And it wouldn't matter if point C was another kilometer, or another 10 billion kilometers away you could still be there at the same time that you are at point A and point B. So clearly, this is nuts. You can't travel at a speed where the duration of travel between two points is zero. So the universe must have an ultimate speed limit, a speed you can never quite reach, let alone exceed. Of course, once you accept this, there are some surprising consequences. Imagine you are in a super-fast spacecraft, capable of traveling right up to the universe's ultimate speed limit, and you fire a missile. You know the missile will shoot out ahead of your spacecraft, which means that the missile should break the ultimate speed limit even if you can't. Of course, this is impossible, since we've already concluded that it's impossible for anything to do that. But it's equally impossible that the missile will just sit there once you fire the fire button. It is going to launch. So we have to find a way for all the physics to work. Imagine you are now outside your spacecraft, watching it fly past you at nearly the ultimate speed limit when it fires the missile. If we slowed down time on the spacecraft then the missile would only start creeping forwards while you watched. It would also help if we shrink distances on the spacecraft, so that a speed at 10 kilometers an hour might become only 5 kilometers per hour, for example. So, problem solved. The missile does in fact fire, but it moves so slowly over time and distance that it never exceeds the universe's ultimate speed limit. All this might sound nuts, but remember we started with the understanding that the universe must have an ultimate speed limit. And since speed is measured as distance over time, it kind of makes sense that the distance and time would be the things that vary to make it possible to sustain that ultimate speed limit. The other bit of physics you have to tidy up is what happens to the energy. Let's assume your super-fast spacecraft is flying through a vacuum and has an unlimited energy source that can maintain acceleration indefinitely. But we know that energy can't keep on adding acceleration as the spacecraft approaches the universe's ultimate speed limit. So instead, it turns out that the energy starts steadily converting to mass, meaning the energy is still doing work, by adding progressively less to the spacecraft's speed. So, there you go. The universe can have an ultimate speed limit, if mass and energy are interchangeable, and if time and space can vary, depending on who is measuring all those things. That last part is important since, as we'll learn in the next episode, what you measure on board the superfast spacecraft will be different from what people outside it will measure. That's why all this is called relativity physics. If you want to know more, stay tuned for the next episode of Life in Space-Time, a Cheap Astronomy production.